Uh, welcome to the uh, Moving Forward Podcast. This is your host, Corey Cottrell, and we've got my very, very good buddy and co-host, real very near. Hey, guys. 685 milliseconds. That was a good one. I like that a lot. Uh, so we're going to do something a little bit different today, starting with, you know, we've been, we've been tossing around some ideas about what to do carrying forward for, uh, this is now episode 101, uh, and, and of course, we're going to be moving forward past that. I love that pun. That pun is always good. We're going to talk about our first uh, policy. So what we want to do, uh, and this is one of the suggestions we had for, uh, for for the website, is create a policy, our own policy section, right? So the, whatever uh, kind of con- consensus position that uh, Rio and I can create around, you know, whatever policy sort of uh, uh, sector we can we can come across. Uh, today, we're going to take a stab at uh, taxes because that is really, really fun and makes for engrossing podcastery. Um, somebody hears taxes in, in an intro for a podcast and they're like, I need to fucking get a pen and a piece of paper and I need to pay attention to this podcast. And a calculator or an abacus. Yeah. Bring it, bring, <laughs> bring your abacus game to this podcast. So it's going to be interesting though. We were just talking about it and, and Rio was suggesting that what we do is, you know, I basically uh, uh, take a stab at what my, my dream tax uh, uh, situation would be. And I haven't actually thought about it in those terms, like what I would actually do. So I'm just going to take some wild swings at it that are probably going to be pretty ridiculous. Um, but I think that'll be interesting because then, you know, Rio, I think, has a much more developed and probably a hell of a lot more sane uh, uh, position on taxes. And then we can we can see if we need to meet in the middle or if his is actually already the consensus position. Oh, no, 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 no. I do have, I mean, okay. I, 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 think, that, I think that our initial positions should... Um, I don't think we should be artificial about it, but I, th- I think that our like default positions, let's call them that, should okay. reflect our own personal biases. And right, I like the real maximalist well, position. Yeah, so I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to come to the table with like, here's a policy that I've already worked out that I think you're going to be okay with. Uh, it's like because I want us to actually go through that process and exemplify right. finding consensus. So, no, live. That, okay, yeah. cool. So I, my you've articulated my it before, position, so I kind of thought you already had one. Position will be. I guess the way I think, like, to practically speaking, the way I would think of a default position is if the other side refuses to compromise and, you just, and you're just going to say, fuck it, I'm just going to go for, like, you know, the, the thing that I would do if I were king and that I could just sign into to law. Right. Um, I think that would be a good, a, de- a default position. Um, and, and, then we find, and then we find consensus from there. All right, um, so taxes. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> uh, uh okay so i was just pulling up some numbers because i wanted to kind of because i don't look there's a lot that i don't know about taxes so I, why don't we I, limit it to income taxes for the purposes of this no, no 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 you can't do that all right that's not that's not gonna work well, um, it, I, okay whatever i mean because no, like, your, your whole thing is like hey should we have income taxes you're just gonna say no about taxes that's boring <laughs> um all right, all right okay so i'm just gonna go over uh uh just some, some data from 2017 okay um, federal government took in 3.3 trillion, equal to about 17.3 percent of uh, GDP. Uh, I find that number interesting, uh, and I'm going to be basing my numbers largely off of that. Okay. Uh, over the past 50 years, federal revenues averaged 17.3, uh, uh, ranging from 20 percent to 14 percent, uh, 14.6 percent, whatever. Okay. Um, okay. So the share of total revenue. Uh, 47.9% comes from um, individual income taxes. Okay. Uh, corporate income tax is only 9%, yeah. which is interesting. Um, social insurance uh, payroll tax. So again, this is, this is the tax that's basically just supposed to go to, uh, to making, um, you know, social security solvent or strange idea, even though they keep borrowing against it. That's 35%. Yeah. That's, which is that's too much. It's, it's a lot. Right. I mean, and, and again, like if it was just going into, um, you know, a, a, a secure fund, not just part of the governmental slush fund. That'd be mm-hmm. totally different, but it's not. Yeah. Um, so excise tax is 2.5% and other is uh, 5.6%. Okay, so like taking a, taking a meat cleaver to this, mm-hmm. um, I would... And this is actually largely, I'm finding it in my head because Rio put it there over the last 100 episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, would, I would nix income taxes completely for everything under a quarter million a year. 
And this, this is this is this is your default position. This is my like I'm making my sort of like I ha- I have a shotgun. I need to you know uh, uh, come up with 17.3 percent of gross domestic product to maintain exactly as it is now, right? Because we're not uh, necessarily going to change anything down the road. Although I think I'm probably going to add a couple of things anyway because it's my fucking job right now. I can do what I want. Uh, yeah. But yeah, this is like the Corey maximalist position. Mm-hmm. Um, so I nix income taxes for anything under a quarter million. And I make uh, taxes above 10 million. Um, and again, that's all capital gains, fucking everything. None of this like payroll tax versus like, you know, capital gains tax, differentials, whatever. All your income, period. Yeah. Um, that, uh, so over 10 million, I'm going to jack it up to 90%. Hmm. Um, and again, that's from long conversations that Rio and I have had about uh, a maximum wage. Um, hmm. And also because when you track what the, the, the highest marginal tax rate was, during the largest increase in the middle class in any civilization on earth ever, it was 90%. That's why I'm stuck on that and, and had that number in my head. Um, having that and I like looking at, at the potential numbers for that, I think that would probably equate to about 50% of GDP. That's like broad, broad strokes. Uh, but I'm going to add some shit. Um, I would get rid of uh corporate income tax completely and immediately instigate a 20 percent VAT. okay um this is well well known to be functional uh in right a large number of the countries that are uh, uh having a much higher standard of living average than the united states um that said half of that immediately would go to uh, uh, would go to UBI, mm-hmm. um, and maybe more. Um, again, that that social insurance payroll tax thing, like that that thirty five percent. I mean, that's just this. This is where it's hard to talk about taxes unless you're going to talk about policy as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for the time being, I'm just going to leave that one alone. But I'm the the important bit would be that. Um, you know, that, that uh, and, and maybe just throw the, the, the entire thing at it. You basically link GDP to uh, 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 your UBI, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to have your UBI growing uh, so much so that Social Security kind of just isn't as needed anymore, right? I think UBI um, is um, a policy that makes, that informs every other policy that you do if you're trying to create a coherent platform and it did for, it did for Yang. So I think it will for anybody who supports it. Um, And I also think it makes sense to do taxes first because it's going to, it's going to be, you know, how we fund whatever else we decide we're going to (laughs) do. Right. I mean, you can always, you can always throw in more taxes here and there. I'm disinclined to do that. So So this is the thing, like, uh, seven, so taxes coming in at 17.3% uh, of gross domestic product, right? Um, getting rid of payroll taxes only takes 10% out of that, right? So, right. You, so, you, so you support getting rid of payroll taxes? I, I, so again, um, the, the payroll tax for social insurance uh, mm-hmm. or social security, right now, I, I cannot be convinced that getting rid of those social security payroll taxes will, will uh, um, not have a deleterious effect on people's social security that they've been paying into so their whole lives. So, so when you said no 0% under 250K, that was income taxes, not payroll taxes. You want to keep payroll taxes. That's that, unless, it, unless the numbers work out so that that still works, right? If my, if my 90% over 10 million pays for my no taxes whatsoever under quarter million, which I don't know if it does or not, mm-hmm. then I would, I would say just leave it. Okay. Um, and, and get rid of it if we, if we possibly could. Long story short, like I, I, I want to limit the amount of taxes that, that people are paying under a quarter million, right? The, sort of that, sort of like the, the middle class, basically almost anywhere in the country kind of, kind of, kind of situation. Yeah. Um, you know, like middle class as, as uh, Rio defines it, not as probably the rest of the world does, but <laughs> it's a bit it, like that. And again, this is something else that I love that we have a hundred episodes to go back to and I can keep talking like this. So in those hundred episodes, we talked a lot about, you know, cause the first time Rio said, yeah, middle class, I was like, fuck you bougie asshole. But it, what I've come to understand is that when he's talking about middle class, he, wa- he wants people to live like that. The American basic American, you know, you're going to have a house, you're gonna have a couple cars, your kids are going to go to school. Like that's what, what he's considering middle class. 
And it's and that's it that, little, all of that on one income. Right. And, and, and you know, it, it's a little bit aspirational, but I think we should be fucking aspirational, which is why, mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm, I came around to using that term just or that, uh, that sort of uh, uh, framing. Yeah. Um, okay. So just to, just to kind of hit, hit back at this year, because I, I have to come back to the corporate income tax and, and what, what the plan is there. Mm -hmm. um, because I think, you know, what we do know is that most corporate income taxes, like whatever the rate is, they're not paying it. Um, but we do know that, you know, it's, it's, it's 9% of GDP. So we want to, um, that, that uh, individual income tax under quarter million, we nix it above 10 million, we make it 90%. Um, and, you know, whether that's still going to come in at 50% of the revenue taken in that year, uh, unknown, but the 20% that's going to take care of that. So 10% of all, all the revenue that's brought in 9% is from corporate income tax. I'm going to zero that out. Cause they're like the amount right. of time that people are spending trying to pay for that and figure it all out or whatever. It's just a fucking pain in the ass, but with a 20% VAT. So every single time that there is a value add transaction up and down the entire economy, right. Um, on, on, on that side, uh, right. it's going to get taxed at, uh, at 20%. Um, anything, anything over the revenue that we got last year from that corporate uh, income tax automatically goes into the GDP pile or into the UBI pile. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there are going to be some differences between our, our default positions, and then we're going to find a consensus, but we're not as far apart as I thought we were going to be. So that's interesting. Okay. Okay. I've been listening to you talk about taxes for a while, so I, yeah. it was in my head. Yeah, and I think your 0% on, on middle class people is something that you 100% agreed with it. Oh, I, I it, stole so it from you. I, like, I reached into your back pocket yeah, so and that's stole that why, shit from you. <laughs> so, that, so, so in case people are wondering, it's not a coincidence that Corey and I have a very similar um, tax rate on the quote the middle class. In fact, I'm, I'm fine with, with doing it just how you did it. 0% on uh, individual income taxes for under 250K, 500K for, for couples because they're just treated as two individuals. I... Yep. Um, as you know, that's that that is part of my my default tax position. It remains part of my default tax position. So, no consensus needed there. But this is where the this is where this is where it changes now. <laughs> all right, um, I would do a flat thirty percent tax on all income over two hundred and fifty k, and I would not have any higher rates than that. So there wouldn't be a 90% rate over 10 million, et cetera. And the reason for that, just to clarify my, my reasoning, it's not because, um, you know, uh, uh, whatever. Um, uh, the reason for that is because if you, if you have a rate that high, it's not gonna work in the 21st century the way that it kind of worked in the past. Our economy is much more global now and it's that much easier for people to get away from, if you have ruinously high tax rates, the outcome is that they're just gonna leave the country. So it's kind of like, it's, 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 it's related to Yang's criticism of, of high taxes in general. But I will acknowledge that it worked better in the past, but part of the reason it worked better in the past is because our economy is much more global now than it was then. Okay. Um, I'll have something to say to that, but I want you to finish your idea. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. I, I, well, we're going to, so when I finish mine, we'll, we'll, we'll do the back and forward to find the consensus. The other reason for it is because I generally want to stream, and this is going to relate to the other differences between our default positions. I generally want to streamline the tax system. I want it to be as simple as possible. And when you have, you know, right, basically right, right now I have two tiers and that's it, you know, really yeah. simple, easy math. If you make $300,000, you pay 30% on 50,000 of that, right? That's it. Real simple. Um, if you make a million dollars, you pay 30% on 750,000 of it, right? So under my system, everybody's taxes would go down um, except for people who rely on a whole bunch of loopholes because I would do away with all loopholes. Okay. So there would be no tax write-offs of any kind. That's actually, that, sorry, that, would, that should have been implied in mind too, loopholes. So that's also, well, that's something else we have in common. I'm gonna add it to yours then, do away with all loopholes. Um, Okay, this is interesting. I would also nix um, corporate income taxes, but what I would do is I would roll personal earnings on, on, corporate, on corporations into personal income taxes. So- They're not, they should be. No, they, not, no, no, well, 
They are if like you sell your stock right now. This is actually something I'm borrowing from uh, Milton Friedman um, okay. in his book, uh, Capitalism and Freedom. He made a really, really incredibly compelling argument. So if you want to go check out that book, read his, his, um, his chapter on, uh, on corporate income taxes. Basically, the problem is right now, we incentivize people to leave their money in a single large business. Because if they sell it and then buy something else, they actually, that's where they have to pay taxes. So if you have money in, so like let's say you're Jeff Bezos and you have most of your assets tied up in Amazon stock, you are incentivized to never take it out. And what that actually does is it disincentivizes um, a more decentralized economy. It's part of the reason we have so many monopolies. It's part of the reason it's so hard for startups to get funding, right? So it's actually really bad for the economy. And it would be better for a free market economy if we didn't have that incentive structure. So instead, what, I, what, what Milton Friedman proposed is that if the value of your stock goes up, that's counted as part of your personal income. So it's paid by the people who own the company. Okay. Run me through that again, please. So, okay, because I, 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 I think I understand it, but there's I want to be super there's a very, there's, there's a I've very... never thought about it this way before. So uh, just, okay. just, just to give a, a firm example, right? So I've got a, a, a million dollars in stock. Uh, the stock price um, over the course of a year goes up uh, by, you know, uh, 10%. So I'm now $100,000 richer on paper. What happens to that? Uh, well, and uh, under my system, you would yeah. still pay no taxes on that because 100000 is still below... Um, the 250k. Okay, right. assuming that I made $500,000 that year other than that. Yeah, then you would pay taxes on it. So if you're a very high income individual who okay. has extremely valuable stock that goes up year after year after year, you're yeah. going to pay some taxes. Okay, but, I like it. Okay, so does that mean I have to liquidate some of my stock to do it? Because that's a lot of people- in some cases, no, well, okay. So it, this, was, this was true about Friedman's tax policy as well as mine. His is not exactly the same as mine, okay. um, but, but something it had in common with mine and yours is that it had a very high standard deduction. So the logic being people who, you know, regular middle-class people who, you know, are just earning a little bit of money on the, uh, in value on their stocks year after year are not actually gonna be paying these taxes. Um, right. And you could, even set, you could even set a higher um, deduction for stock-related um, increases in value. But the, if, if somebody does liquidate, how do I put this? Like right now we already have this crazy incentive structure anyway, right? Because you're, right. You, you, it, right now it motivates you to leave money in one business, which means that you're not motivated to invest in other businesses. And that's bad for the economy. And that, that literally directly causes, and this, is, this was Friedman's argument, it directly causes monopolies. It, as long as we have the tax system set up this way, our economy is gonna tend toward monopolies. I like it. Right. So, yeah. um, so, you know, you could fudge the numbers. You could make it, for example, that you only pay the taxes on it if you're, you know, over a million dollars on those, if you wanted to. No, um, I like, I, no, I, I, I like, I like the simplicity. Yeah. Um, and I just needed to understand a, a little bit more sort of what that was, where that was going. Cause I think, I think that's genius quite frankly, cause the amount of taxes that Bezos would have paid over the past 10 years would probably be a, like, 10,000 times more than they are right now. Well, they would um, actually, well, exactly. His income, would, he would actually be paying 30% on his income, right. not 10%. Right. Like I went from, <laughs> you know, $10 million to a hundred uh, uh, fucking billion dollars in the last 10 years and little 30% snippets were getting taken out of that the, the entire time. I think that's exactly. perfectly fucking appropriate. Well, um, and also, also. And huge it, revenue, so by the so, way. So, so let's say people, really rich people, you wouldn't have to be as rich as Bezos, but really rich people would, 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 would be incentivized to sell some stock sometimes. But they wouldn't just be incentivized to sell stock. They would be incentivized to invest it differently. They would be incentivized to, um, to, to take more risks and invest in, in a, variety, a wider variety of businesses. So that, that's, that's really, really interesting. So just to try and re reiterate so that I can see if I understand it here. Mm -hmm. um, from like a, a, a stock situation, right? So I, like I always think in terms of capital gains uh, or, or what have you, you're basically saying like, you know, any, any increase in your wealth that comes from stocks, and it should be from anything as far as I'm concerned, but okay. Right. Um, well, that, that's, get... that's what it is precisely, yeah. Okay, so real estate. That's, 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 part, that's, also a, that's also a side effect of doing away with loopholes. Oh, I, I like it a lot. Yeah, doing away with loopholes is genius. Um, so like, you know, basically just to, to uh, simplify it, maybe oversimplify it, but anytime your wealth increases, 
Um, and if you're making over five, like if you've already made $500,000 as a couple that year, right. And your wealth increases by X, Y, Z amount, that amount gets taxed by 30%. Yep. I like it. And also that probably increases national revenue. Oh, it absolutely would. Well, I mean, there, I, 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 I'm, uh, this is not going to surprise you. Another thing that's different about our default positions is I'm going to cut stuff. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I had, okay, so fair enough. <laughs> so you have to increase it. Carry on. Uh, okay. Um, so then on payroll taxes, I would do away with payroll taxes. So, and again, when you talk about payroll taxes, that's just the social security stuff or all individual. I would do taxes? away with payroll. Ta- oh, I, I'm sorry. I skipped the VAT. <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing it in the same order as yours for comparison purposes. Yeah, I wouldn't have a 20% VAT. I'd have a 10% VAT. Um, I would have a, a hundred percent of it roll into UBI. Yep. Um, and uh, it would also be indexed to GDP. So for very similar on that front. Um, you said keep payroll taxes. I say in payroll taxes and also in social security. Okay. So, I mean, just, okay. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. So in my way of thinking, UBI is replacing social security, basically. It's like social security for everybody. Okay, so what about the people that paid in their whole lives, though? Like, how do you... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, let me clarify that. That's actually... Thank you for asking, because that is a little bit more complicated. So I would... I guess it's better to say I would phase out Social Security. So what I would do is I would pay out Social Security benefits to people who have already paid in, but they would stop paying in if they are still paying in, right? So if you paid in and you're like 40, you're going to still get Social Security benefits equivalent to what you would have gotten if you had not paid any more, because you're not going to pay any more. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. So I would okay, so you find okay. So you find a prorated amount, um, and uh, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and and basically like just to solve for that argument, right? Like you've been, yeah. people that have been paying it the whole time, and if they, you know, if you're 60 and you're on it right now, you should just get it, paid it until you die because that was the right because yeah, that was that was basically the, yeah. the social so contract you, that you had. Unless you're somebody who was going already going to keep paying into payroll taxes, yeah, the amount that you're going to earn in social security will be exactly the same as, as otherwise. It makes no difference. Okay. And so the nice thing about that is it buys time for the feedback mechanism of UBI and the, uh, being tied to GDP to grow so that by the time the people who are 30, 40 now who will have less social security, and of course, people who are 20 now might have no social security in 40, 50 years, right? But by the time they get to that age, UBI will be bigger. Does that make sense? But um, and 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 actually, people who are collecting social security now would also be better off because they would still have the same amount of social security plus the UBI. Yeah, I've got an idea on that that I want to run by when you're done. All right, cool. Um, I would uh, do away with the earned income tax credit because the UBI is replacing it. Um, this okay. This is why, like, it's a tiny, tiny little bit of an amount. I feel like this is like, like you've been you've been taught to think in terms of takers your whole life. Like, do you understand? I don't what I'm like saying? that it's means tested. Like, I don't like that it's no, means tested. No, I, I would do away with all okay. means tested everything. But like, so this is why, like, instead of instead of you know doing doing um, uh, adding this means testing thing that's like a rounding error in the U.S. budget. Um, we're just going to give everybody a thousand dollars a month. And if you're working poor, go fuck yourself. All right. Like, so that's, but part, why? Like, that's the thing. Like, that's part, like Corey, this is, why is that in your, no, I know. I know. I'm interrupting. The consensus building part and we're not there yet. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm so, that's, just <laughs> just okay. follow up questions to make sure you're understanding. Yeah, right? that's fair. Earned income um, tax credit. Fuck you poor people. Got it. I would uh, end all um, means tested welfare programs. So that includes uh, like- Which again, that's, that's not taxes, that's policy. Just so we're on the same page. Well, no, but when you, I, you, uh, my total revenue is not going to be exactly equivalent to what yours would be. So I had to cut some stuff. Okay, all right. <laughs> Corey, this is a starting position. And yeah, then like magic- fine. Everything's fine. Hey, yeah. just, just tell me to do this. Go it's to fine. your happy place. And you have to be on Patreon to see what his happy place is. And it is, yep. it is 100% worth going to the website and looking because it is adorable. And a little disturbing. It is kind right? of equal parts. That's <laughs> totally true. Okay. So, so that's a lot. I'm cutting a lot of stuff. 
Um, and, and, and part of the reason we have to cut those things is because I'm also cutting other sources of revenue. So I, I, would, um, I would do away with the state taxes. And the reasoning the for that, taxes? yeah, so no death tax, no estate tax of any kind. Okay. The reason for that is because people have already paid taxes on that money. It's theirs. They shouldn't have to pay more taxes on it. It's more fair. And um, some places um, okay. like middle class people are subjected to that, depending on the state. I said, I said $3 trillion, right? Oh, What's your total revenue? revenue? Are you trying to calculate mine? Wow, he, Corey Bowen is abacus, guys. <laughs> um, no, I just, I just wanted to inform you of little things so that's like um so yeah all estate taxes is um what is that it's a not it's not a lot that's part of it's, the reason i'm willing to cut it yeah it's tiny um it's uh oh it's not i did i even did it the wrong way yeah but yeah it's, it's like it's like really 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 small like almost not worth the amount of time that we just spent talking about it no, I completely agree. And so maybe we can agree to cut it, frankly, because it's not bringing in that much revenue. It's really just no. about honestly, Corey, the, exactly. only reason, the only reason people do that is to make it harder for people to leave their money to their children. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which no, I and honestly, that's why we have to keep it. Uh, point zero. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. I'll, I'll, I'll explain why. Because honestly, okay. it's, death of all, the it's the death of civilization if we don't. In the consensus um, building part. Yeah, yeah. Point zero zero five percent of the fucking budget. That's yeah. what we just spent that amount of time talking about that because, you know. Anyway, carry on. So on our first item, we already have consensus. Zero percent under 250K for individuals and double that for a couple. De facto. Yep. Uh, on the second one, we do not have consensus. So you want to try to find consensus there? I think we can. Yeah. So sorry, what was the second one again? Yeah, mine was a flat 30% tax rate. So not progressive. <laughs> in that sense of progressive, just a flat tax rate. There's yeah. only one tax rate and one standard deduction. The tax rate is 30% with a $250,000 standard deduction. Yeah. Um, nobody pays higher than that. There's no 90% on 10 million, et cetera. So okay. as opposed to yours, where you also have a $250,000 deduction, but you then ratchet it up 10, 10% every But I, I would do it. Yeah, that, that flat tax though, like especially considering like a, a, across the board, your methodology around that, mm -hmm. um, while I would start raising it, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, whatever, and maybe even start at 20, whatever, like, like scaling it up until 10 million. Yeah. Um, I, I like the way that that got framed, especially when it comes to, you know, capital gains really only gets, uh, gets hit when, uh, when you sell something. Uh, right. The idea that you're 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 accruing wealth over any calendar year on any assets would get taxed as well. I'm yes. slapping that shit on mine. I think that's super smart. Okay. The reason the reason why, um, and this is this is it's not even ideological. It's just basic math. Mm -hmm. um, if you have more money, you run the country, right? Mm -hmm. And because and and i would love to see for that to end but there's no you know real reasonable way to to excise that and even if they weren't running politics you could buy whatever the hell else you wanted i think the thing that you constantly miss on this um and which is why estate taxes should be 100% is that if you if you don't do that no way <laughs> well listen like this is something that you still you've never you've never suggested to me that you understand how important this is so please try to do that until you you know before you just say fuck you that's not fair right because like I, I get your position, it, it's, it feels not fair to you. That's fine. Um, it is a civilization ending, a democracy ending thing, to have a permanent upper class. And if you have the capacity to make any kind of percent growth on your money in any way, then the second that you have more money, as a gestalt, because I guess some people will lose their money, fine, right? But as, as a rule, and just ask, you know, all of uh, 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 the kingdoms in, in Europe that did this for, for quite a long time, you're going to have a situation where billionaires become trillionaires, trillionaires become whatever the fuck comes after that, and it mm -hmm. never ends. The okay. amount of power that you accrue by doing nothing, by just being born uh, sitting on top of $10 million already, right? Pretty soon that becomes 100 and then fucking a billion and a trillion. And you're paying 30% on it the whole time, plus a 20%. This is what you don't understand. Paying 30% on a billion dollars is fucking nothing. No one, <laughs> it doesn't matter, right? 
like 30, 30% on a million is one thing, right? Like if you have a billion dollars and you lose 30% of that, you're like, I don't, I didn't even notice. Now you have $1.7 billion, right? And then you like, if like you make that again and you pay 30% on that, it just, it's a runaway train of exponential growth. And please, please try to understand that before you just like try and brush that off. Shall, shall I? If you have a billion dollars, if you have a billion dollars, no one with a million dollars will ever catch you. No, that's ever. not true. That's not it's true. It's fucking true. Okay, Corey, As, can, I, can I respond now? <laughs> yeah. All right. Because we're having uh, the philosophical conversation that's related to our differences, which is going to, we are going to be productive and channel it into a consensus, right? Okay. That's I'm the sure idea. I'm sure we can find a consensus on a state. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank right? But my, I, for the reason why my starting position is what it is, okay. um, is because I want a world where GDP is growing as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And if it's indexed at UB, UBI, that means everybody's earning more money. Okay. Um, estate taxes at 50% are not good for that. And they don't contribute very much to the um revenue of the of the of the government anyway like you said it's it's a rounding error um i want so i do want those people who are have a million dollars to catch up with people who have a billion dollars and the way to do that is to have a system where the people who are earning that money and thereby growing the gdp some percentage of that is getting redistributed and people who are innovative right so if somebody only has a million dollars but they invest $500,000 in a really brilliant idea. Yeah, of course they'll catch up with the billionaire, the billionaire. But they're not going to catch up with them just by putting it in the stock market. They have to do something extraordinary. And that's good. We should be incentivizing. Okay. I and like if, the, I, yeah. I, I, think, I, th I think that what you're calling the upper class is the height of civilization. I want everybody to be living that life. And I believe that my system would, would, would cause that to happen eventually over time. It... <laughs> It's basically like I'm factoring things out. Like if we're only, if we're staying within like 10 years, sure. You factor your system out a hundred years and three guys own the moon. No, not at all. Because they're really? still paying 30%. You don't understand income. exponential growth at all. I like, do. You don't, dude. You're, no, you you're, really don't. Corey, like, it's if not, you take what you're saying is literally impossible because. It's not. Dude, once it's again, not. okay, we, we don't, we're, we're not going to agree about philosophy here. But we can split the difference in a consensus position. I just like I have to show you a graph of what happens when you tax people at different rates. Like that, no, honestly, dude. Will, if if you knew yes. if you knew what what a runaway train thirty percent across the board, because again, like everybody in the markets or whatever, like it's just it's it's not a thing, dude. It really, really isn't. Even even if you're a, a company and you make something innovative, you're 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 getting taxed thirty percent on that anyway. Like it. It absolutely has to be progressive or there will be a let permanent it, runaway upper it, class. Okay. Let, first of all, let me throw you a fig leaf and then put it away that you're going to like. So, okay. um, all right. So if you had no taxes on those earnings, which is actually closer to what we have now, because it's much easier to hide that kind of income than a middle-class person's income. That's right. That would indeed cause the kind of runaway you're talking about. The, what I have proposed here is already better than what we have now. That's what I'm saying. Let's leave it at that, agree. and then we'll find it. We'll find not just a little better. It's like exponentially better because the VAT is better, capturing yeah. a shit ton of that money, and yeah. the 30% taxes on corporate earnings through pri through personal, so no corporate income taxes, but through personal earnings uh, um, on corporate value. That's and, and assets, yeah. all of a lot, right? So it I might not be taking it as far as you are, and we can split the difference, but it's already a huge improvement, even mine is. I fully concede that. That's totally true. So, awesome. So what's our, what's our consensus position on the progressive tax code where you have it capping at 90% on income over 10 million, and I just have a flat 30% on everything over the standard deduction? What's our, what's our, what would you propose as a middle ground for us there? Um, what if we, what if we raise the amount? Yeah. Like the, the cap. So make yeah. it 20 million. 
Um, oh, that's 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 moving a little in my direction. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I only moved uh, the vast majority of people's wealth by tw- so, like two times. Yeah. So I, I, your reason for having this, because you know, of course, that people who earn that much money are such a small percentage of the population. The total revenue it's generating is negligible. Your reason for that's doing actually, that, that's for the record that especially if we're doing the wealth thing, that's not true at all. Wait. Oh no. Well, wealth taxes is not something either of us are proposing. Okay, it increase in wealth tax. You are like the like the the asset increase uh, situation, right? So like the 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 amount of the amount of wealth increase that is going on at the upper echelons. Uh, well, wealth increase is another way of saying income. <laughs> with that, okay, it's fine. So right. Whereas, 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 what, tax Warren, right whereas, what, whereas the wealth tax that Warren proposed, which is only two percent, right? Yeah, that's literally dumb. a tax on your entire wealth, your yeah. actual net worth. That's not something either of us are proposing. No, hundred and it's and it's yeah. stupid. Like just for the, for the record, Elizabeth Warren, uh, uh, read Rio's uh, uh, methodology of taxation because again, and, and you might be able to find some some data on you know some arcane thing where that might have an effect on the market but uh i don't care let's do it anyway okay so so your your reason for wanting to have a high high taxes on very high incomes isn't because it's going to bring in a lot of revenue it's because even though it will no it's because well it won't i mean if you just look just do the math like the number of people who earn over 10 million dollars a year is not that many people and so the total amount of dollars you're going to be bringing in with that is just not a big percentage of revenue but the <laughs> amount they earn like don't you don't like don't argue about facts <laughs> but here's the no thing. listen listen no i want to get okay. like i'm actually you're not like, like okay so the re- the reason you want to do it is to stop the runaway that you're talking about that's why yeah. you want to do it it's not because i don't I'm just telling you right now, we don't have time to do it, but go do the math sometime. It's not that much money. And you've actually admitted that on previous episodes. I'm kind of, yeah, but I'm I'm changing my tune on that because the, uh, uh, as, as an example, um, Bezos is worth uh, $110 billion, mostly stock in Amazon, right? Mm -hmm. Um, His, that, that increase in, in one year could easily be, you know, 10 to 20 billion. Um, And at 90 billion, that's the entire estate tax. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, the, okay, now, I, now I'm- That's one it. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, so you're applying your 90% over 10 million even to earnings on corporate stocks. Everything. See, now I, that's, I truly believe that's not a good idea. And that's part of the reason why mine, mine isn't that high. Because that, is, that, because that would just devastate businesses. It would, that that would really hurt the GDP. Yeah. Why? 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 Because you would because you would be in you would be um, incentivizing people to sell too much stock and businesses too fast. Mm. So what's our so what's our middle ground here? Um, hmm. Okay, so that that I'm not sure I agree. Okay, because like the markets are stupid. Um, <laughs> I mean, they are like the, the more you understand about how the markets work and how everybody like tells you that they know how it works. They're all liars. Yeah. So like the idea that let's say just gaming it out, right. Just so I can sort of walk through it and, and, you know, see if I spot anything. So, you know, Bezos has a year where he makes $20 billion. Mm-hmm. We'll make it easy. $10 billion. Um, and like his, his wealth increase, all of his in, income earnings altogether. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause that's obviously over 10 million uh, by, <sighs> Uh, mm-hmm. He's got you know nine uh, nine billion in taxes the aspect, right? So mm-hmm. if he you know now he's in a position where, and let's just say all of it is in Amazon stock, just to make these right. He's got a hundred billion dollars in Amazon stock, goes up ten percent, so we have ten billion. So he's he's got to sell um, around eight and a half percent of of his stack, assuming that he you know hasn't been taking any income and doesn't have any other liquid assets, right? That stock, like selling that, and it'd be interesting to see what the throughput, um, like what the, the turnover or the volume traded in a year is on that stock. Um, and a lot of other people would have to sell too. I think the net result of that, you could argue, is that instead of having these massive deflationary crashes all the time, mm-hmm. it would actually just smooth the market down and constantly create downward pressure that ended up being really, really good. 
I, I, well, yeah. I mean, you just summed up a, 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 an important part of Milton Friedman's argument. It's just that he wasn't suggesting doing it at 90%. There is there is a line over which you don't want to cross, a, a, a point at which a good idea becomes a bad idea. And I think you're way over the line with 20, with 90%. Okay. It would be a good, it would why? only, um, well, let's split, <laughs> why? Okay. Because, um, both your your percent at 90 and mine at 30 um, are both going to incentivize people like Bezos to um, diversify their portfolio, right? Because, and it's also going to make it impossible for them to avoid paying taxes on what actually truly is um, massive amounts of income every year, right? So we have those in common. Okay. Um, but cause, but But creating a situation where he not only is incentivized, but is like, you know, really quite forced to sell almost all of his stock in a company that he started um, is taking it too far. I could easily see that. I could easily see that causing all kinds of problems. Nothing that I've. I, I, I would like. I would like to see it more trade. gradual. I would no, like to see it be more okay. gradual. We can talk about that, but like the 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 statement you just made that he would be incentivized to sell all of his stock simply isn't true. It's not even remote. Ninety percent of his income over ten million. He does not have enough cash on hand to do that without selling a stock. Right, but he doesn't have to sell all of his stock. He would have to sell a lot of it. He would have to sell, At, especially considering. Okay, just to come come a little bit over to your side, um, he would definitely wouldn't have to sell ninety percent of it. That's not how any of this works, um, because the, the it, it's it's just the rate increase every year. But he would have to be. It would be smoothing that out over the entire course of of, uh, of his career. I'm still well, not convinced that's okay. A bad well, thing. Corey, here's the difference. That you're right that it is a rate increase. But here's 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 the thing. Nobody is going to tolerate paying a 90% tax on anything. They're going to find a way around it. Um, and and so you're not you're not going to have your money invested in that place. You're going to invest it some other place where it could be avoided. And that would probably be moving the company away from from the U.S. into a, a country that has a more sane um, corporate tax rate. Okay, I, I will concede that we need to balance this. Yeah, we need to balance it. So, like, let's it, just find we, a middle. In, in term, specifically in terms of being competitive globally, but they use that a lot to basically make a tax rate that's just really, really good for I understand that. I, I understand annoying. that, but it's also kind of true. It's, it's the world we live in. Okay. okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> now, I do have to say, a lot of the times that people get worried about capital flight, um, it's bullshit. Just well, like having read a bunch of studies on this, the number of, the number of places and times where capital you know flight what? happened when there wasn't firm legal structures to stop it, um, it, it, it's actually not that big a deal. You know what, now, Corey? When, yeah, oh, sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. The, the, this, you're, you're so right. And that's why a VAT is better, right? Agreed. So actually, well, here's what I would, right? So yeah. here's what I would propose as our consensus position. Because right now I'm only doing a 10% VAT. Let's take it to 20%. So my position already. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm saying like, but, but in exchange for that, okay. you, you allow me to have my flat 30% instead of the 90% of over 10 million. Because, because, let, because the extra 10% of VAT is actually going to capture more money. Not only, is it, it, not only will it bring in more revenue, but it will actually capture more. Like in order to create more revenue, by, by definition, it will have to capture more money and it will. I'm not, again, I'm not, I already, like I'm pretty sure I covered my budget even without doing the, uh, uh, the 90%. That's not why I'm doing it. I know. Um, so what if I dropped it down to, 50% over 20 million. How about 50% over 100 million? That's a hell of a lot of money and I'm still not sure I'm comfortable with that. That's me making a huge concession. All right. Okay. Actually, we, we, just, we just brought in a lot of revenue there. <laughs> Fuck a lot of revenue. So Equivalent to 10% of GDP, actually. Exactly. Yeah, well, that's the whole idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. GDP more than, was more than uh, that was, actually because your high tax rate on extremely high income individuals. Yeah, will, eight will, eighteen will. trillion. We just brought in sixty percent of the annual revenue with one move. What? Yeah, we we totally did. Yeah, and now you don't have to cut the stuff that I want to cut, but I actually have a consensus position there too. Oh. All right, this is great. <laughs> Moving forward, fucking saving America. So now here's the other thing though. We're not quite to 100% consensus on this because I want my the 20% VAT to still go 100%, 100% of it to UBI. So okay. the nice and thing about that is on, it means on. a much yep. bigger UBI. Uh, yep. And it also means uh, the feedback mechanism will work twice as fast. 
Okay. So, but uh, what am I what am I giving up for 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 putting all of that revenue into UBI? Like, does that mean like I have because you're essentially articulating that I have to agree to ending means tested welfare on the spot? That's true. But how many people are going to get? No, no, I'm just. I just want to understand what you're saying, right? Because again, yeah. you didn't really say that. It's like, hey, we're going to increase this, but I want it all to go to UBI. The implication is that I have to agree to the rest of your platform. That's um, true, but it's going to be a massively high UBI. That's 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 the thing. Like, so, so, so turning this around a little bit. <clears throat> so I would I would um, venture to say that basically nobody would get less money as a consequence of that. I think and so. Okay, ninety nine percent of people would get way more. So give give me give me Yang's position on this. <laughs> um the the care because because it's it, it's super genius right the the okay. carried uh, uh the carried interesting um and welfare mm-hmm. are are basically for the because again it, we, it's phase in phase out or whatever right so mm-hmm. let's keep them in but you cannot get any ubi at all if you're on them how right? that, that way, no, that's that not, way that's you're not mandating it because like almost no one is getting two thousand dollars a month with those two things combined. No, but somebody that. might, right? Corey, somebody I, might have like five kids I, or some I, stupid I'll shit that you, I don't know about. I'll meet you in the middle there. I'll meet you in the middle. Okay. There. Okay. 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 Instead of cutting all means tested welfare programs immediately, which is my default position, we will phase them out. I just but here like it's a it's a it's a philosophical difference right because you're mandating <laughs> that we phase them out i'm yeah. saying like if we if we if we did it if we phased it out in a mandatory way you know xyz 10 percent a year yada, yada 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 no that's not how i would phase it out could i say how i would phase it out yeah go ahead sure so i'm open to other alternatives but um what i would suggest is that we essentially phase it out the same way i propose phasing out social security which is that people who are already have already um qualified for a program they can choose to keep it or ubi but then we stop allowing other people onto the program no vast majority of people who get welfare are not going to get two thousand dollars a month out of it right yeah and we're giving everybody that i'm 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 so but the people on welfare right now also get the ubi oh no 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 no. that's why not why not (laughs) why not why punish them oh my god it's the um, because that's it's because a rounding error in the budget. You said it yourself, Mister Frickin. No, it's actually I want. really not. I mean, welfare is actually it's not that big. How much of a percentage ca- is it? If you count Medicare and Medicaid as part of welfare, it's actually a shit ton. But We're gonna have to deal with healthcare outside of this. <laughs> I know that. I, I know that. Right. So it's tiny. It's but here's tiny. my answer to why. Because otherwise, what you're going to do is you're going to play favorites, and you're going to give these people who are grandfathered in an enormous advantage over other people in the market. Okay, so yeah, I, I go back to standing firm on my uh, uh, choose it or lose it. What do you mean by that? Um, if you if you want to stay on it, stay on it. If you don't, get off it. All right. So... Because honestly, like, it will phase that will phase it out much uh-huh. faster than than what you're suggesting, in my opinion. And and, well, and in the odd cases, this thing like you want to think about the marginal cases, right? There is a possibility that there are marginal cases where you might be hurting someone specifically by that policy. But not, if, not if, with my phase-out proposal because you're grandfathering in people in that situation. That's but what that's I'm the saying. thing. Like, so the only, difference, the only difference between what you're saying and what I'm saying is that we stop letting additional people onto the program we're trying to phase out. Okay. But, like if you, but you're also saying like if you, if you want to keep welfare, you're not getting UBI. Which, which we already agreed on. Okay. So the only difference is we're not going to bring new people on it. But Corey, ask yourself this. No, your no, goal, your, no, your no, goal that's, is you want to try to help. You're not going to need to anyway, right? Like, I'm going to help you get there. Right? They're not going to need to exactly. Because your right. goal is you want to help as many people as possible, right? It is. So yep. how, how many people do you think as a percentage of the population right now, or even the percentage of people who qualify for it, do you think get over $2,000 a month worth of wealth? That's seriously like almost no one to the point of being negligible. But like, I don't know what I don't know as well. So that's mm-hmm. why I was sort of suggesting that you know, if there's a situation where that was the case, then you could do that. But I mean, also, like, if you're getting two thousand a month in UBI anyway, yeah. especially if it's federal, like, if you're like, oh, the life is hard here, move to fucking somewhere else. <laughs> and it'll like, be it'll be twice it'll be twice that adjusted for inflation, twice that, um, in ten or twenty years. Yeah. 
So let's just phase it out. But like, we're phasing it out in a way where we're not taking it away from anybody who actually benefits from it. Literally not. Yeah, okay. Okay. That's, this is actually a really good consensus policy position that we're building here, man. This is awesome. This is, like, it, this is why Corey and I apparently need to be in Congress. <laughs> Jesus. Although, I, in honestly, reality, you know if better. we were, our constituents would be very mad at both of us right now. How but dare you? Know what, uh, so this is, this, is maybe, <laughs> this is maybe the business that you and I should start. We should be consultants in Washington, not in, in power. That's not a terrible so listen, idea. Like, we, you need 10 Republicans and, and uh, 10 Democrats, and so we're going to put you guys in a room. And we're going to walk you through how to figure out how to fucking pull your pants up, you dumb bastards. I, but then yeah. also, like, like how to handle it politically and, like, yada, 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 your side, my side, your side, my side. Yeah, anyway, boom. Our consulting business can be called Pull Your Pants Up, LLC. <laughs> yeah, pull, your, pull your pants up, you stupid motherfuckers, LLC. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, we're actually going to make a t-shirt, not just joke about it on the show. Or not. Exactly. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I listen to another podcast that does the same thing. Every single episode, they come up with a t-shirt, and not a single one of them ever get, gets made. Yeah, that's, that's lame. We need to work on that. <laughs> is it? I think it's kind of funny. I find it kind of charming. It is. Anyway. It's also funny. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So, where are we here? Um, we agreed on doing away with loopholes. We agreed on the way we're going to reform corporate income taxes. We agreed on um, the VAT. All right. Now, ending payroll taxes and phasing out Social Security. I think especially with a 2K UBI tied index to GDP and the fact that we are not taking benefits away from people who have paid into it, I think you just got to give me that one, man. Okay, but... Because, wait, here's the benefit. Here's your reason for giving it to me because you're going to stop taking money from poor people, which is what we do right now. That's my real... No, honestly, I, okay. God, that's my reason for doing it. Okay, so... The, uh, the, there's, there's, there's one, there's a bit of an issue. Uh -huh. Um, but I think our, our increase in VAT, we might be able to massage it so that eventually that increase in VAT all goes to UBI. Um, the, the whole point, it, it like the, the sticking point is that there are people that have been paying in their entire lives. Right. So if we could do the prorated phase out, then I think I agree. Uh -huh. Okay, great. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I, pre precisely. Like and to the I, extent, I think, right? Yeah. The extent that you paid in, you're gonna get, you're gonna get paid that as, as if you made it all to the age. That's or exactly my position, and I think it's the right thing to do because I agree with you. I don't think you should take money from people that you promised to them and that they paid into. I think that. Okay, that that's my only sticking horrifying. point on that. Fuck a two thousand dollar UBI like yeah. into GDP. Fuck off. Okay. that's amazing. Okay, well, and also keep in mind there is a little bit of truth to the fact that the VAT funding mechanism is kind of slightly regressive. Um, except for the fact that because it's going into, uh, and this is actually another reason to make it 100% go into UBI, it makes it more progressive, right? Because yeah. if all of that money that you're paying is coming back to you 100-fold, then clearly that's good for everybody who isn't super rich, right? Okay. All right. So now we have consensus on almost everything um, because you already agreed to phasing out the only actual costs that I was willing to that I was wanting to phase out or cut. Um, how about this? With a 20% UBI, with a, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, a $2,000 a month UBI, which will only go up over time, can we just let the EITC go only for the sake of fairness, just so everyone's getting the same amount? Uh, also keep this in mind, the EITC punishes people who don't work for a living. And so it's actually giving an advantage to people or it's disadvantaging like stay-at-home parents and people like that right and the homeless yeah uh, can i get can i get a 24-month phase out absolutely that is 100 percent doable um and, and and with the ubi starting yesterday right yeah okay so sure. instead of instead of okay so instead of so basically everything I want to cut, we're phasing it out instead. And I think that's a really, really good way and to find consensus. I do, I do want to honor the fact that you, the, like the, the, when you talk about wanting to create a fair floor, mm -hmm. I know that you're being like perfectly genuine about that, right? Yeah. And, so, and again, like that, that really is what we're both interested in. Um, and, and so, you know, figuring out ways to, to actually construct that is really the only part of the conversation we're having and trying yeah. to be fair to as many people as possible as we possibly can which is obviously like anytime you get rid of means testing that that's you know especially if people are like anyone on a means tested program right now next month you're making twice as much and also everyone around you is making twice as much as well awesome right right
Okay. Um, so where are we then? That really just leaves the estate taxes, which we're going to have to find a middle ground on, I think. It's just all we're going to do because we don't agree yeah, philosophically so there. I, I think uh, up to a million, nothing over a million, 100%. That would actually, right now, the cutoff is already 10 million federally, I believe. Cool, make it a million. <laughs> no, that is that is going in the opposite direction of where I want to go. So oh. you're going to split the difference with me. <laughs> Do I though, Corey? Corey, if you here, here's something to keep in mind. Part of part of the part of the problem with estate taxes um, set at a federal level is that the cost of things like housing dramatically differs from state to state, and so you know it's like impossible to get a decent middle class house in large chunks of of uh, urban America um for under a million dollars and so if you just you don't want a situation where a middle class or maybe even lower middle class person in terms of their quality of living just tries to leave their house to their kid and the government takes a whole bunch of that money and forces them to sell the house yeah i do no really really? middle class come on man like (laughs) and again like i can i could be moved um but like automatically say, well, we have to do better than the U.S. government now. No, we don't. They're not doing that good now. All right. So we need to find a consensus between your position, which is how much of an estate tax over a million dollars? A hundred percent. Oh, my God. Seriously? hundred percent. No, no, no. A million dollars? Oh, my gosh. Do you know, in order, in order to retire right now, um, you need to have at least $5 million. Awesome. Okay. So you're going, I get, I, I, so you're, you're completely opposed to the idea of being able to better the lives of your kids with your own money. Yes. Oh boy. Um, seriously, because as opposed to me, whereas I, I, my situation is I want everybody to be able to do that. I want to make it easier for other people to do it. I agree with you that we don't want to have, you know, this permanent upper class that. Yeah. No. So, so that's the reason it, why we're doing everything we can to make it so that more people become upper class. Every penny of it goes into the UBI. Still don't like it. Not going to go there. I guess, I guess our default position, I guess in this case, we're just going to have to leave estate taxes what they are now because I, there's no way I'm going to make them even worse. What are they right now? <laughs> well, it, it varies from state to state. My understanding is the federal level, it's something yeah, like over me. 10 million. Oh, over 10 million? Okay. Yeah. The death tax. <laughs> so yeah, you're, I you're, think like here's the thing: you're, like you're, you're, we could try to split the difference, but your position is to make the death tax ten times higher than what it is now, and my position is to do away with it entirely. Can we find a middle ground between those two? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. So here's the thing: you think that with the thirty percent tax uh, across the board, right? Um, people who innovate could catch up with uh, with billionaires. That's your whole argument. Um, but what we should also do is pay, make a, 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 a permanent overclass uh, of, of human beings regardless without any merit at all. No, no, no. What I'm saying is this actually relates to my, my point about wealth being the solution to poverty, not the cause of it. Okay. I want to, I genuinely really, I'm not saying this just to score points. I really, really truly believe. I think it's entirely possible, not at all utopian, 100% realistic within, especially within a very wealthy country like the United States, which, which will be even more wealthy if we create the positive feedback loop of, of VAT tied to UBI with the GDP, right? We could create a future, maybe even in our lifetimes, where everybody has a quality of life that you would currently call upper middle class or higher. And I think Agreed. in a future like that, I don't see anything wrong with a person choosing to leave their estate to their children. If I could be convinced that political and economic and social power would not accrue to make hmm. an upper class that was essentially royalty, um, then I would move on that. If I could be convinced that the country was going to be a real meritocracy and not a lie, hmm. Yeah. then I would move on that. It's fair to say that 
the, the, our consensus position on taxes is already going to make it more meritocratic than it is now. A lot more, right? Yep. Like a lot, yep. lot more, like a million times more. Truly. Yeah. Um, so and since we're like, limiting, well, I mean, like since, since we're yeah. limiting this conversation to taxes, um, I'll just say that that is a goal that we share and every single other policy we discuss, I will be helping you do that. And, and agree, like I completely agree with everything you just said. And I'm digging my heels in because I busted Rio's balls for this. I am <laughs> digging my heels in on a policy that accounts for point, and I calculated this to bust his balls, 0.0056%. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, it, yeah, no, this isn't about bringing in revenue, right? No, it's, I, it's, a, it's a philosophical thing. And I've, and we've already made, I may already made a huge concession in order, it, it, like where you're capturing 50% of income over a hundred million dollars the first time around. So I feel like that should be lower, but I, I, I moved my ass on that one. It, it is what it is, but like, <laughs> He's like I want money for that. but yeah, sorry. so, you know, people, you, people um, who have already paid a 50% tax rate on their income and whose children, if they're really getting a valuable estate, you know, here's something to keep in mind, you know, like estates, these, these, these big, like these old families um, from feudalism, they're gone now, right? So like, it, 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 it's so expensive because of property taxes and maintenance and everything else to maintain those places that even, you know, lords and ladies in Britain have held, had to sell their castles and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I want a future where people can live these fabulous lives. I want a future where as many people as possible live these fabulous lives. I don't want to see that disappear. I want it to continue. I want to be, you know, it, like, if somebody wants to collect fine art and antiquities and leave their collection to their children, I think they should be able to do. But here's, here's, where, here's where the consensus is, Corey. We both want it to be in a world that is truly meritocratic. And I will, I will just, for, for example, on Citizens United, how about this? Let me get away with the estate tax and I'll give you weekend in Citizens United. Done. All right. It's not exactly related to taxes, but there we oh, are. Oh, hello. That's... Can you come over to this area over Be... here? Yeah, this <laughs> out. All right, cool. Thanks, cool. mom. <laughs> Just comes in with a beer. I mean, come on. <laughs> and, like, okay. Yeah. Oh, that, that, no, dude. That, 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 means that, I, that means that I'm now endorsing a, a constitutional amendment Fair. and again like this is assuming we can just uh you know wave our magic wands i mean really if they did put us in charge for a year it'd probably go really well no it's not assuming we can wave our magic wands but it's it's coming up that's with the whole, consensus that's the theory. policy but position I, that uh, right. you know truthfully as an exercise some, I like if it. somebody wants if somebody's thinking about writing policy and they want to go look at examples of different ideas people have out there we're creating one idea that's what we're doing and and you went, you went right to something that you know is actually at the core of why I want to get rid of or to, to jack up the estate tax like crazy and actually gave me more than what that would have done. Right? Like, I agree. Like, you know, that's, that's the reason I did it because I said, you know, like Corey, this is Corey's real concern. So let's address his actual concern. Right. Um, by the way, yeah. people will still, people will still loan and donate my like art to museums anyway. Uh, if you go to like the Met Getty Museum in LA, a lot of it is on loan from various families. Um, so that technically still belongs to them. And yet it's still being displayed for the public. Like right? as a public good. Yeah. Yeah. And so that kind Are of thing will still happen. That, no, that's cool. <laughs> um, yeah. I just want to say sometimes people call real cerebral. That was a fucking cerebral move. I'm not going to lie. That was, that was legit. Well, Hold we on. now have a consensus position. So I'm going to do a blog post that has your starting position, my starting position, and our consensus Ooh. position just laid out. Ooh. Yeah. That's cool. I like it. All right. Well done. And do you want to say it? I don't know. Do you want to say it? I said it last time. <laughs> oh, really? Um, moving forward is our gumbo. Thank you very much for listening to the Moving Forward podcast. Rio and I are so excited that the Humanity First movement is moving forward. Something you can do to help is go to movingforwardpod.com where you can find us on social media, read our blog, and support us on the Patreon. Right, Rio? Right.
blah, 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 blah. I, I think we should decide what policy we're going to talk about and actually start the episode. But I might edit some of that into the conversation. I could do all kinds of fancy shit with my editing, cutting things. I did that one time. I broke up our outtake into a couple parts yeah. and inserted yeah. part of the outtake in the middle of an episode because it was just too good to not include. And it just flowed seamlessly. You had no idea. All right. It did make it sound like our guest shut up inexplicably for quite a while. Okay. <laughs> but then the, the guest came back. <laughs> so that worked, you know? He's, he's right. just being quiet, letting us do our thing because he wasn't All actually right. there. I know, I know some uh, bigger podcasts with bigger budgets create like a separate page of the website for every single new episode. But it's self- that, I mean, so, yeah, we could do that. We could do that. That's not hard to do. I mean, I don't necessarily want to, cre- I mean, I don't know necessarily want to create a whole page for every episode, but maybe I should. Maybe I need to buckle up and do it. Or we can find a volunteer or something. <laughs> yeah, let's get a, let's get a, let's get an intern, man. Actually, that's not a terrible idea at all. Yeah, let's okay. look into that. So if you're, listening, right. if you're listening to this part of the outtake and you're like, I want to be an intern. Uh, a, stop yelling. That's weird. Uh, and B, uh, come be our uh, intern. I don't know if that's going to make it in, but I did like the stop yelling. That's weird. That was you. good. That was good. Thanks. Yeah. I worked on that for milliseconds. <laughs>